Hi Church, before I begin, can I wish all the mothers a very happy Mother's Day. Today, it is your day. Even though we cannot meet physically in the church, still, this is your day. Can I pray for you? I want to bless all the mothers and I want to say this to you more than any other time than now during the MCO, people like us value mothers. They are the resilient ones, they are the strong ones, and they are the ones who can multitask, take care of children, cook, make sure the husband is all right, and still go on with their work. Mothers, you are absolutely awesome. Let me bless all of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for mothers. Every mother, Lord, that is now listening to this broadcast, whether in the homes, whether it be in the living room or bedroom, surrounded by their loved ones. Father, we want to assure them, affirm them and declare, thank you for all our mothers. They are so, so, so good. Thank you, Father Lord, for the gifts you've given to them, for the stamina, perseverance and the steel that you've given to them, Father Lord, to weather through the storm and to make sure that the family is well taken care of. So we bless all the mothers today on this special Mother's Day. Lord, even though we cannot meet, yet Lord, your presence is there. Father, we appreciate them more than ever before. We ask you to bless them. Help them, Lord, give them good strength, good help, and may they live long to see their children grow up, do well, and even marry well, so that every mother would have lots of grandchildren, Lord, in their arms. Thank you, Father. You're a good God. You're a great God. In Jesus' precious name I pray, all people say aloud, Amen. Amen and Amen. Come on, just tell me what you think. And you know, I appreciate mothers even in your WhatsApp and, and, and whatever chat that you have. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Children, I want you to now tell the mother, Mom, I love you. Appreciate your mother. And, and again, put it all in the chat group. Will you do that? God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to share with you today a message to strengthen you. It's not that uh, comfort is not important, but I feel that now as we come to the end of this saga, you know, this terrible saga of the virus, and when we see a lot of countries, including Malaysia, praise the Lord, we are easing slowly but surely the MCO now, people are going back to work, restaurants are opening and so on and so forth. I want to prepare you for the challenges that lie ahead. If I might say this to you, what I'm going to share with you would challenge you, urge you, may even provoke you, so that you and I can, yeah, fly high, last long. Fly high, last long. Because what I'm going to share with you today is entitled, From the Guttermost to the Uttermost. I repeat, from the guttermost to the uttermost. And I took my cue from one of the most popular devotional books ever written in history by Oswald Saunders. I remember when I was younger, I used to go through that devotional book page by page, and it's entitled, My Utmost for His Highest. 
today, I want to challenge you, provoke you, urge you to move forward and go higher with the Lord in our relationship with Him post-pandemic. We meet a lot of challenges, economy, career. So how do we prepare ourselves to meet the challenges that lie ahead so that we fly high, last long? I'm going to use the journey of Mary being Mother's Day today and track her trajectory in her discipleship journey with Jesus. How can we draw closer to the Lord? How can we move higher to the next level, to the next level, to the next level in our relationship with Jesus? My utmost for the highest, from the guttermost to the uttermost, four levels. The first level is not found in the Bible. I call it mere socializing. I'm very sure that Mary, the sister of Lazarus and Martha, when they first met Jesus, it was not that close, like everybody else. They heard about Jesus. Jesus probably visited the house for a short while, stopped over on the way to Jerusalem in Bethany. So it was just mere socializing. But slowly, Jesus got to know this wonderful family well. And Mary, Martha, Lazarus also got to know Jesus well. And then he went on to the next level. Can I say this to you in passing? Post-pandemic, post-MCO, don't just go to church to socialize. I know it is important, but let's move on to the next level. And what is the next level? The first time we hear of Mary and read of her is in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to verse 42. Let me read. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. It tells me that that home belongs to Martha. It is Martha's house. That's the reason why she was so uptight. Hey, Mary, Mary, what are you doing? This is my home, you know. Do something. Clean the house, you know. Prepare the food. Hey, this is my home. This home belonged to Martha. And she opened her home to Jesus. Verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what Jesus said. But Martha, being distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Come on, tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things but few things are needed. Indeed, only one thing. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from him. This is the second level. Go from mere socializing to seeking the face of God. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. What was she doing? 
listening, waiting, trying to catch every word that came from the mouth of the Lord. Can I ask you, even as we move forward now in the coming days, continue to seek God. I, I know that during this time, the last six to seven weeks, during this lockdown, many of you have been seeking God more, reading the Bible more, praying more, reflecting more. Can I encourage you, my friend? Continue to do that. Continue to do that. Don't stop seeking the Lord. Don't stop seeking the Lord. Keep waiting on Him. Don't stop waiting on the Lord. You know, uh, we know this verse very, very well. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and we can almost quote it glibly. I know the plans I have for you, the Lord says. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And we stop there. That's verse 11, Jeremiah 29. But read on, verse 12, verse 13, what did it say? We want to know the plans of God, right? Because God's plans are good ones. Want to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. But verse 12 to verse 14 says this, Then you will call on me, come, pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13, you will seek me, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So how do we know God's plans? How do we know God's plans to prosper us, to help us, to guide us? Seek Him. And God says, if you seek me, I will be found by you. It is amazing that Jesus said this one thing, this one thing is the better thing. This one thing is not only the better thing, it is the irrevocable thing. In other words, it shall not be taken away from you, Mary. What is that one thing? Seeking God. Can I encourage you? Continue to seek God. After we go back to our business of our work, don't let all of this overwhelm us. Continue to seek God from the guttermost to the uttermost. We move upwards from mere socializing to seeking God. And this is a third level. I, I know all of you want to do this, right? I, I know that. Come on, say this with me. Everybody, one, two, three. I want to move up in my relationship with Jesus. I want to fly high last long. All right, all right. Say this with me. Are you ready? Mom, dad, children, are you ready? Say this with me. One, two, three. I want to move up in my relationship with Jesus. I want to fly high, last long. One more time. One, two, three. I want to move up in my relationship with Jesus. I want to fly high and last long. Hallelujah. Now this is the third level. Tracking the movement 
and the discipleship of journey of Mary in her relationship with Jesus. Turn with me to John chapter 11, verse 21 to verse 26. This third level is contexted in a very gloomy and dire circumstance. The untimely death of Lazarus. So John 11, verse 21 to 26, after waiting for four days, Jesus then appeared. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, Martha, your brother will rise again. And Martha then answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. What was mother's faith? Mother's faith was eschatological. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, she believed that Jesus is going to resurrect the brother. Wow, what tremendous faith. Never before has it ever been recorded so far in the Gospels had anyone had this faith. But then Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Martha, do you believe this? I'm very sure Martha said, yes, Lord. Yes. What about Mary? What was the posture? Verse 28, the verse 29 of John 11. After Martha had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Verse 32 is very important. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw Jesus, what did Mary do? She fell at Jesus' feet. She prostrated herself at the feet of Jesus. Probably she worshipped him. And then she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It was not a rebuke. It was probably a sigh. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I don't understand, Lord. I really, really don't understand. And this is the third posture. I surrender. Total yielding and surrender, even though we don't understand. The untimely death of the brother we don't understand. But can I encourage you? In the coming days, surrender. I understand that many of you will go through difficult times. Cash flow, the economy is gloom, gloomy. I don't know what other challenges that you face. Some of you, I know, are going through tragic circumstances right now. Untimely, Unfortunate. Health issues, relationship issues, I don't know. But can I encourage you? 
surrender surrender lord i don't understand i surrender i'm going to play a song to you a song sung by juanita to places clearly probably in the south african a song that is sung regarding this chapter chapter 11 of john called four days late the song blessed me because it tells me certain things four days late but jesus is still on time so i'm going to play this song now don't go away hear this song and be blessed The news came to Jesus Please come fast Lazarus is sick And without your help He will not last Mary and Martha Watch their brother die They waited for Jesus, he did not come, and they wondered why. The death watch was over, buried for days. Somebody said, he'll soon be here, the Lord's on his way. He's still the same 
Even though Jesus was four days late, actually he was on time. God's ways are not our ways. All we need to do is surrender. Do you know that during this MCO period, I want to thank you for praying for my first cousin, Michael. I want to share with you the good news. Michael has now been discharged from the ICU back to the normal ward and I want to believe that by the time this broadcast is done he's already back home to be with his dear wife Quen. It's a miracle of healing from God. Do you know that in the United States over 80% of those on ventilator died? I want to say that during that period of over 20 days when he was in the ICU and over 17 days on the, on the ventilator. How did we feel? How did I feel? How did the Chu family feel? The good news is that every one of the Chu family from my generation downwards are all committed Christians. So we prayed. We surrendered to God. We surrendered it no matter what happens. Come what may, Lord, we don't understand, but you know best. And God vindicated. And Michael today is healed. Can I encourage you, my friend? Even though we don't understand, surrender. And this is the fourth level now. It will blow your mind. Stay with me. John chapter 12. Verse 1 to verse 8. John chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 8. Six days before the Passover, this is very important. Mark the time. I'll come back to it in a short while. It was in the final week of Jesus' life on planet Earth. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. That was in the previous chapter, you see. Hence, a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Why? Celebrate. Celebrate that Lazarus is alive. So again, interestingly, Martha served. What, Martha, you never learned? No. Martha cannot help being Martha, right? She's wired that way. She loves serving. But this time, the difference is she served with a rested spirit. 
Before that, she was restless. So can I encourage you? Just a side point. When you serve, please don't complain. Lah. Please don't compare. Lah. Please don't judge others who are not serving. Lah. Don't be skeptical. Lah. We serve with a rested spirit. Verse 3. What happened to Mary? Mary then took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, poured it all on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And then in verse 4 onwards, Judas criticized. Listen, whatever we do, uh, we can never please everybody. One, uh. Even for me, people criticize me. Criticize Pastor Lee Chu. I, uh, I always tell my wife, leave it alone. Uh. We just give our best shot for God. Never mind. Uh. Just give the best for God, right? And verse 7, Jesus said, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. This is the fourth level. Sacrifice. From socializing, to seeking, to surrendering, and now sacrifice. From the guttermost to the uttermost. You know, if you look at Mary's relationship with Jesus, and I put this in the table, she started by standing opposite Jesus. That's socializing. Then she went on to sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's sitting, that's seeking. Then she fell at Jesus' feet, prostrated at the feet of the Lord, worshipping, that's surrendering. And now she went on to wash the feet of the Lord. That's sacrifice. Do you know that it was very expensive? It meant the world to her. They say they keep this perfume for their marriage. And Mary did it because she truly, well and truly loved the Lord. Can I say this to you? And I'm not being prophetic about this. In the coming days, when the MCO is eased and all of us go back to our work, can I say this? There will be an element of sacrifice for most, if not all of you. Are you prepared to pay for it? Pay it? It cannot be business as usual. It's a new norm, so we say. It would include sacrifice. But I just want to say this to you. If the Lord wants you to sacrifice so that you can move higher, closer, deeper with Him in your trajectory of discipleship with the Lord, do it. Do it willingly. Do it gladly. Why? Because God is no man's debtor to outcomes. I call it the fragrance and I call it the remembrance. We read from John chapter 12, verse 3. As Mary broke the alabaster jar of 
ointment and perfume. What happened? The whole house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Can you imagine that? If, if your wife put perfume on her in the bedroom, the maid can smell it in the kitchen. What? But you say, Pastor, the house is very small one now. But still, the whole house, the atmosphere of the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. It was said that that perfume was so concentrated that it could last between seven days to ten days. Haha, this is where I told you right at the beginning, the time frame is so important. It was the, last, the first day of Jesus' last week on planet Earth. And if it lasts for seven to ten days, it means that the perfume still lingered when Jesus was hung on the cross. Amidst all the stench of stale blood, fresh blood, amidst all the stink of the infestation and the festering of the wounds, Amidst all the, the blood that flowed through from the crown of her, his head when the thorns was placed on him, amidst all the stench and stink and smell of the sweat of Jesus when he hung on the cross in the hot Middle Eastern sun, what do you think Jesus smelt? The fragrance. That's why Jesus said, leave her alone. This one act of sacrifice is to anoint me for my burial. It is so interesting, my friend, that you remember the Spice Girls, the original Spice Girls that I mentioned on Easter? They anointed Jesus' body after he died. Mary anointed Jesus' body before he died. The fragrance. If the Lord wants you to sacrifice, my friend, do it. Matthew 26 elaborates a little bit more of what Jesus said. Jesus said this, She has done a beautiful thing to me. Matthew 26 verse 10, When she poured the perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for my burial. You know what Jesus said about that sacrifice? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. She did that beautiful thing for me. And why not? We do beautiful things for Jesus because He is beautiful. Remember that one thing? Remember that better thing? Remember that irrevocable thing when Mary sought the Lord has now morphed into the beautiful thing. When was the last time you did a beautiful thing for Jesus? When was the last time unconditionally you did a beautiful thing for Jesus? You know, I'm very convinced when the songwriter wrote that song. Oh God, you became a man. You took on flesh. Oh, so beautiful. 
I'm very convinced that when the songwriter penned that lyrics, Oh God, you took on flesh, you became a man. And right before his eyes was the distorted, marred, scarred, bloodied face of Jesus. And he says, Lord, in spite of all the disfigurement, he couldn't continue anymore. He says, Lord, you are beautiful. The beautiful Jesus deserves the beautiful thing. God is no man's debtor. And this is the second outcome. Matthew 26, verse 13 says, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, whatever she has done will be told in memory of her. In other words, the fragrance became a remembrance. The fragrance of the sacrifice for that moment became the remembrance for generations to come. And the very fact that I'm sharing with you today, in the 21st century, is testimony to the veracity of what Jesus says. Because she did that beautiful thing, whatever she did will be a remembrance of her for generations to come. Let me say this to you, my friend, as I close. God is no man's debtor. You know, when I gave up my medical profession 21 years ago, was it a sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah. And I did it because I truly loved the Lord, you see. No conditions. How, how did I feel then? I felt happy because I, I managed to make that decision. But I also felt scared because I didn't know what was ahead of me. So I was happy scared. But do you know one thing, something? It's worth it. Because now, 21 years later, not only has SIBKL grown in numbers, we are over 4,000 strong today, but also it has grown in influence and impact over West Malaysia and Sabah, Sarawak. And I want to believe beyond the shores of this country. And I'm very sure that as you are listening to me now in your bedroom or living room, many of you have been influenced by what is happening in this church. It is God, my friend, it is worth it. It will be a, you will be a blessing for generations to come. John chapter 12, verse 24. Jesus says, same chapter, you know. Verily, verily, I say to you. In other words, truthfully, I tell you. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when, if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit, KJV. NIV says, it bringeth forth many seeds. So is it seed or is it fruit? Doesn't matter. From the seed comes the fruit. From the fruit, many seeds produce more fruits. In other words, 
Whatever you sacrifice to God, it will be multiplied exponentially. You will be a blessing, my friend, to hundreds, if not thousands of people. Can I encourage you? If the Lord calls you to sacrifice, do it. So go from mere socializing to seeking. Go from seeking to surrendering. And go from surrendering to sacrifice. In a short while, before I pray for you, we're going to sing this lovely song, a hymn. Why don't we sing hymns often enough, huh? The words of that hymn, I Surrender All, is so, so, so meaningful. You know, we, we sing this hymn usually at water baptisms, and it's not wrong. Why? Because at water baptisms, as we go underneath the water, the old me has died, and the new me rises up into newness of life with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So as we sing this hymn, as Justin and Christine lead us in this wonderful hymn, I want you to rededicate your life back to God. If you have to, die to self. Die to self so that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ can now be expressed and lived through you in the days that lie ahead. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters, I surrender all. All to Him I freely give. All to Him I freely give. Ever love Him. Ever trust Him. Because He is trustworthy. Can I encourage you as I close? As we now come to the next phase of our lives, don't go back to the old. Because the old is good, but not necessarily the best. Life is fragile, but it can be fragrant. Even as we now move forward and move upwards in our relationship with the Lord in the coming days, can I encourage all of us to reconfigure the new construct in our lives? Let's move on with the Lord and believe that as we trust Him, seek Him, surrender to Him, and if needs be, sacrifice to Him. Hallelujah! He will lead us all to greater heights. Fly high, last long, from the guttermost to the uttermost. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank You for revealing and showing to us the wonderful example of Mary on this Mother's Day. A truly example to all of us, God, in our journey, discipleship journey with you, that we want to move higher. Truly, Lord, our utmost for your highest. Help us, O oh God, not to shortchange you because you are no man's debtor. You will recompense. You will bless. And our lives, the remaining days of our life, will be a tremendous blessing to hundreds, even thousands, for generations to come. So God, I want to pray 
this prayer, Lord, this verse that you gave to me, Lord, when I went full-time 21 years ago, Isaiah 43, verse 4 to 5. And the Lord will say this to you, my friend, because you are precious in my sight. The Lord says, because I honour you, I love you, I love you. Therefore, the Lord says, I will give you men in exchange for you, people in exchange for your life. And I will call them out from the east, the north, the south, the west. I will call them out from afar and they will come to me, not to you. Because when the Son of Man is lifted up, He will draw all men unto Him. And then He says, Do not be afraid. I am with you. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. May the Lord turn His countenance to all of you and always give you shalom, shalom. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. At the end of this sermon, those of you who have yet to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I would invite you to go through that prayer with Pastor Lee Chu. And after you have done that, let your loved ones know. God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Some of you may have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Saviour. The Bible tells us that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved and you will have eternal life. Today, if you want to receive Jesus, why don't you follow me in this prayer? Father God, I confess I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus Christ, your Son, to die on the cross for my sins he was buried and rose on the third day. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and accepting me as your child. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.